Hello and welcome into the SoRare Data Football Strategy Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare. Joined as always by PSU fans too, Sean Nushan. Today, talk about planning ahead and why you should just never do it, or maybe yeah. you should do it. I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, yeah. As as everyone's commenting, Laird uh, woke me up at the ass crack of dawn here for the show this, this morning. Um, so, but I had to plan ahead for it. You know, I planned ahead. Woke up early. Then then the one dog woke up vomiting. So that that like took away some time but uh but i got here i'm here so yep let's go early morning for us uh and apparently for zm star too so we did an early morning drive time radio but i work from home i will say that is the the biggest negative to working from home not that you can't listen to the radio at home but like who's gonna need that looking for food thought maybe there was another midland game today but there is not i didn't plan it for that and while Alex Wilson, uh, is that who it was? Yes. More early afternoon morning streams, please and thank you. We have one tomorrow. There's an early one tomorrow, but don't get used to this. Yeah, certainly not. I, I will not be. Uh, th this is definitely not one we will be doing frequently. Uh, Bullet here says I've been watching the videos for more than a year and a half, and it's the first time live. So welcome. Thank you for joining us live, and everyone. Scosmo says this is a fun time. Um, great timing for the show. Please, please do not get used to this. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad we got some new people that were able to join live today than, than normally are able to join live. So I'm happy for that. I'm, I'm sad for myself being awake right now. <laughs> That's not true. I'm usually up. By You're now. usually up now. Yeah. Come my, on. my morning routine that I have to go through right now is just a bit longer. Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah. yeah. We're awake. We're ready to rock. Uh, so we're today talking about planning ahead. This was selfishly a topic that I wanted to talk about because, well, not, I, I don't want to say I'm the only one who's doing this because it, we're all kind of planning ahead. But, but the there's a whole bunch of like planning ahead that goes into SoRare, whether it's literally planning ahead for this week, this game week, this weekend, five game weeks from now, five months from now, whatever it is. And we need to talk about all those different things. Um, Alex brought up the short-term one. I would love to plan for this game week, but I don't know if Midland and Copenhagen are going to be covered or not, which uh, based on the comment from SoRare, neither do they, uh, which is kind of both frustrating and understandable because it all depends on Opta, who had a humongous outage this weekend yes. and really... Yeah, Opta is probably putting together the pieces from this weekend still, and they have no idea what's going on, which everyone just has no idea what's going on. I, like, I, I haven't even looked. Um, are all the games that are in the server data lineup builder on SoRare right now? So there's an issue because there are games on SoRare that are appearing, disappearing, and then reappearing again. I believe the, uh, tw how, are yeah. we, just, how are we pronouncing 20, 20? It's Twenta, right? Something like that. I'm Whatever. Twenty. Twenty. They had a game. They have a game this week. It was on so rare, and then it disappeared. And I think it's back. It is. And back. I think there were. Somebody brought it up to me that the Chicago League's Cup game was not showing, and it's like those games are all supposed to be covered. So who knows? The good news is, Sean, we've got the earlier deadline to make it even. <laughs> Closer to when we have to make our decisions. Yeah, but I can't wait. Yeah, the only the all right. So we have 
The gank game covered. I'm on sober right now, so I'm on sober. The gank game is currently covered for this weekend. The league this cup. Week, um, midweek, midweek. Midweek, midweek. You got to. So again, Sean, the yes. weekends are Saturday and Sunday. Yes. And then everything else is the week. And yes. even if you want to use like the game weeks, it's Friday to Tuesday is the weekend. Yes. But the game's Tuesday and Thursday are midweek, just so we're all clear. Yes. The Minnesota Chicago game is now showing on So Rare. I don't know oh, about okay. the I haven't checked. Uh, Lugano plays in the Super League this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm also leaving out some games where I just don't really think there's any players. Like, I don't really think there's any players in the Kekst Metal versus Riga FC game. I don't think there's any players in no, that. No, I have a stack in that one. Yeah. There you go. Well, then that game is covered. Uh, FC Basil is, is on Sober. Uh, Bruges is on Sober. 20 is on Sober. Austria Vienne is on Sober. Um, and those are like the list of games that are currently on sober. So the way that I'm going to approach things, and this goes into the whole topic today of not like planning ahead. Um, the way that I'm going to approach things is that games that are currently in sober, when I do the lineup builder, I will act like they are in the, the slates for the week. But I mean, who knows? Like the, the issue is with the early game time is like, I'm not going to wake up for it. And I know you also will not wake up for it is they could add or subtract any of these games during the um, during the, the early mornings in France tomorrow, and we just will not know and just will have no ability to do anything about it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> and I, I, I mean, I just, is, that is what it is for me right now. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to wake up for, for that. What, I don't even know what game week we're in. What game week are we in? Do we? Oh, this do... is 392, Laird. Isn't this yeah. the one where it's supposed to go back to the normal start times? No, 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 no. That's the when Champion Europe opened. It's like in August. 95? Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I can't keep track of all this stuff. So the the issue that I have, and I don't actually know if they have a rule about this, surely someone, uh, XMK said 399. Someone may know this, because I don't know if it's actually happened, but what happens if they don't have a game on Tuesday? Like the, they were like, we won't have this game when the game week closes. And then on Wednesday or Thursday, Opta's like, hey, we have the game. Do they let you score it? I think so. Like, I, I serious question, because I don't think you, I think you're probably going to do this. I'm pretty confident you're going to do this. Are you going to just have a Midland stack in like one of your lineups? Because you, there's no way you have enough cards in like Challenger Rare Pro to make full lineups. Or challenger rare, like one of the two, like you're not gonna have full lineups. Are you just gonna throw a Midland stack in in case? Yeah, I mean they don't have a great chance of being covered, but like yes, that's what I would yeah. do. Okay, yeah. that's that's what I figured. Like I uh XMK said, Oh, just in check, it's 396 included. I don't I never understand what the 396 included means, so I'm gonna assume you mean 395. Or 97. Yeah, who knows? 395 is no, I think it's 397. I think it's 395 because I'm pretty sure it's getting changed back for the the first weekend of the Premier League, which would be 392 is this midweek, 393 is this weekend. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's 397. It might be 397. Is the, 397 is the Premier League. Yeah. So 397 would make sense. So 396 included might be. 396 is is included in the this current time zone and then 397 will be the the reset yeah no it's um Who knows? yeah it's all 
really awful. Um, in fact, I, I'm looking at two lineups I have right now for this upcoming midweek, and I didn't put any Midland players in it because yes, who knows? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't play them in Challenger if I was like 100 percent sure that they were playing. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm pet. It doesn't even matter with league leagues cup. Like who's gonna play in leagues cup anyways? Right. Like everything for right now. Like this weekend, I said, did you, did you see how? Uh, where where I'm at in uh, All Star Rare Pro from this weekend, by the way. Um, so I'm in fifth. What do you want to think my lowest score is in my lineup? Zero. Zero. Correct. But like I, to be fair, I knew there was a risk. So like I'm not even upset about it because I took the risk knowing there was a risk. But as of like Thursday, it looked like Malcolm was going to start and there was no issues. Obviously, that changed over the next like 48 hours. That's wild that you thought there were no issues. No, it, as of Thursday, he was rumored to be in the lineup. It's, they said it was going to take a little bit longer. He was probably going to play two or three games in the Russian Premier League before he was sold. That was the rumored situation on Thursday. And then on the weekend, obviously, it became more concrete that he was going. And like, he was in the squad. Why do you have someone in the squad who you're not going to play anyway? So it, it was weird. But anyways, um, I obviously took a risk on that and got burned with it. But uh, the League Cup, like, you look at the League Cup, like, it was like a – just battering ram of disasters as well. Like there was so many random dudes that didn't play. Goalies were just at risk all over the place. Um, and lots of key guys were out or did not play. And then like, and then some teams played the best teams they've played in, in months. Like the Ravs lineup was probably the best lineup they've had in two years. It's, it's so funny how good yeah. that lineup was. I will say that the, everything that we feared about the league's cup came true in the first game, like the first possible game. Yeah, I was talking to Gator Guy. So Gator Guy took a big L. Uh, he's argued, he's been arguing. All right, what size L do you think Gator Guy said? I said, going into- He took it. He took the L. No, no, like, no, no, no. When last you saw, he took a half an L. I don't know. I just saw that he was yeah. like, all right, I, I'm taking the L on this. And then he randomly shows guys who did, like Reynoso played. And he was like, see? Yeah. But like- Literally every fear we had came true. Yeah, like I, I would say that pretty much what you and I were anticipating happened in League's Cup happened. Like yeah. half the teams took it seriously. Half the teams like partially rotated out like the the fringe type spots, and then other teams like I mean St. Louis FC, the line they ran yeah. out was like. Andy Black's. Sunday. I was gonna say I think Andy and Jimmer played. <laughs> yeah, like they ran out their Sunday league team, and then that was that was it. Um, My favorite was when you and Gator were like not arguing about it, but you were like, "See," and he's like, "No, no, no, it's not that bad." And then we got the Houston lineup with Tar Andrew Tarbell starting, yeah. and we were like, "Okay, we're done." Yeah, and he was like, "No, I said some fringe goalies would play." I'm like, "Andrew Tarbell is starting." I don't know what else to tell you here, the but. I think there was kind of a, not a misunderstanding, but when people are like, oh, there's going to be rotation, you kind of hear that and you're like, okay, maybe I could figure it out. But like nothing could be figured out no. with these lineups. Like it made no sense why some guys played and some didn't. And yeah. we had no indication before it happened. And so it just is what it is. Yeah, Gator, Gator, apparently he said this after he took the L obviously. And he took the L because he said he didn't properly explain himself. So I'm curious if you think he still took the L regardless. He, his comment to me was that he meant that goalies might rotate and like some goalies would play but everything else would be everyone taking it full force i think he still took the l but 
uh, it wasn't like a, a massive L where it's like, oh my God, you're the dumbest person ever. It was just like, you took an L, you took an L when you said it, it was going to happen. That was dumb of you. Um, and it was pretty it just, much like the, that. The funny thing was, is that the goalies that you would expect to get rotated, like Barraza. Yes. Barraza exactly. playing was like shocking. I, I made a lineup with Freeze expecting there would be a high probability that Barraza would get rotated. And then Barraza did not get rotated. And it was very surprising to me. It, it was one of those things that, so the league's cup, I actually was going to use this with the euros, but like you plan ahead. Cause you're like, Oh, I'll have leagues cup. Like we know that they're so, but like the MLS season was already happening, but like the extra utility of covering the league's cup is actually significantly detrimental to our lineups because it's an yes. absolute shit show. And it's almost like people feel worse now because they're like, Oh, I bought all these players because I knew they were playing League's Cup and they didn't play. And now we have like a quick turnaround. Like a lot of teams play midweek yeah. and you're just like, great, who's going to play now? And it's like, okay, this guy didn't play this past weekend, so he'll definitely play this midweek. But it's like, no definites. Nope, could just be some time off. Who knows? Well, and there was not much J-League action this week. I think there was the one game. It was like the Vissel kobe Frontale game. That was, that was yeah. it. So like you lived, you didn't have any options. Like I, That's why I played Malcolm. I was looking and it's like, Cecenia, I was like, nah, don't really love this. I think he was terrible. I don't, I don't know if the the scoring actually got added for him yet, but I was like, I, he seems terrible. I was like, every other forward I had was like Jerisi. Well, I don't think he's gonna play. No, that was the best part of Gator's argument. He's like, if Jerisi sits, I, I'll take my L. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, bro, he's left the last two games injured and left the last game before halftime. Like, this is the guy you wanna you want a flag plan on. I was laughing at it, but I'm like, I got Jerisi, I got Ua. I was like, I got. I don't have very many good options as it is. That's why I, I risk Malcolm in a situation I would rather not. Yeah, like Pulse Camp started. It's like, boy, where did Pulse Camp come from? Uh, he came from nowhere to get a start. But, yeah, I think that uh, that the, the issue is, like, right, we're at, the, we're at the beginning of the European season. The beginning of the European season is always difficult to pinpoint exact starters. Like, Gank plays tomorrow. I feel pretty good about, like, eight starters or so on Gank, but I don't know who they're going to play. Like, for example, is Mike Trezor going to play? Because he was not in the – they ran what I believe to be their A-team lineup on, like, last weekend. And then in the midweek, they had another friendly where they ran what I view to be, like, the B-team lineup. Trezor was in the B-team lineup. Federa was in the A-team lineup. So it's like, is Trezor really going to play this this midweek? Are they going to sit Trezor? Or is he going to be transferred before the game even goes? Uh, so where Josh said, don't get me started on the river rotation. That rotation was the most obvious rotation of the week. There was, they were definitely rotating. Denzel said Trezor probably won't play. Yeah, I, I, I'm treating it as Trezor is probably not going to play, but he could. Like, I'm probably not going to run. I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so anyways, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, of weird situations at the start of seasons. Like, you can't really pinpoint exactly what teams are going to do right now in anywhere. So it's just like you can sort of play guys you think are going to play. Like I feel pretty good. So for example, I'll give the example of like what I don't know it's going to play. Jack Elliott or no, sorry, Jacob Glesson has got subbed out for Philly in like the 60th minute versus I forget who they play. Tijuana. And so I feel pretty good the Glesness is going to start in this midweek. I'm not feeling very good 
that Jack Elliott will start in the midweek because he played 90. So I could see it as a very real possibility that they like run out Damian Lowe with Glesnus and that's like their rotation for the midweek. Does it uh, change your mind that Glesnus actually played 79? No, because he still came out early, I guess. So like that's if someone comes out early, that's the guy that I expect to play the next game and they'll sure. rotate someone else if they're gonna do it. So no, but that was a little bit later than I thought he played. Yeah. To go back to the Sorer Josh about river rotation. So River won the title last weekend, not this past weekend, but like the weekend before. And then they played a full strength cup match in the midweek. Yeah. Like those are the teams that you would expect to not play anybody who played in those two matches on the weekend. Yeah, like I played Armani somewhere, but that's because I was out of goalies, right? Like I, I had no more goalies and it was like play Armani or, or no one. So I played Armani, but I was fully anticipating him to not start. I was expecting major rotation from, from River Plate. Uh, and I didn't even see, but they ended up giving up three. Wow, three, three. Yeah. I didn't even pay attention to it, to be honest. No, but Glad I didn't play anyone. Yeah, so I, I don't know, like preparing. So I will give, here. here's a preparing. So what timeline do you think is a fair timeline from a preparation standpoint? I mean, it, it depends like what you're doing. Like I think, was it NEP? I think it was NEP recently on a stream, like did his lineups for the next 10 game weeks. And he does it to like make sure that he has enough players, which I think is like a reasonable thing to do. And so anyone who's not a Sora Data member, that's why you become a member, so you can do your your lineups in the lineup builder for ten weeks in a row. Uh, Chani said he went to, <laughs> to game week four oh five. My God, that's great! It's just Nuts. great. Um, funny, I went to do this yesterday. I was like, I'm going to try this, and he made it like two game weeks, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This is crazy. I wouldn't even get. I wouldn't even get two. So yeah, right, right, right. Because we so like for let's say for this weekend's games. Are you doing any lineups before Thursday? No. I, I okay. so this is this is what I do. I first of all, I think I see people like build like Haber. Haber's the canist. Tuesday night, he'll send me lineups for his lineups on Thursday when like everyone plays in the midweek. He'll do it like during like Champions League. I'm like, bro, why are you sending me this on Tuesday when everyone in your gallery plays tomorrow? And then like two people like pull their hamstrings tomorrow. I'm like, you gotta redo everything. And I'm, I like you can do your lineups, like go for it, like you have fun. But like, yeah, he's like legit. Like, just, this is my lineup. I'm gonna run them. I'm like, bro, you don't even have any of the info that you need to make this this sort of this decision point. So I look at stuff Tuesday, Wednesday, for example. Like I might like I might pull up line builder on my phone and start looking through it and seeing like what kind of matchups I have. And then like for example, I'll be like all right, Marinos plays this weekend and have a God matchup. Did they play a cup game in, in the midweek? And then, so like, for example, they played a friendly yesterday against Man City. And I'll be like, oh, okay, did they play this friendly against Man City? And I'll look at it and they'll be like, oh, Anderson Lopez played 90 minutes in this friendly versus Man City. Maybe he's not going to play this weekend. And I will do maybe some stuff like that. Or I'll be like, I'll mentally note, like, these are guys I want to consider for my main lineups. I want to look at them and check back tomorrow because they play Wednesday morning. Because like a lot of the midweek games, like they play on the weekend, they'll play like on Wednesday, right? So yeah, I'll be yeah. like, this team has a cup game on Wednesday. I want to see who's going to play. Especially in the J League, it's a great like idea of like if this Marinos is perfect. If like if I look on Thursday and saw Marinos played Wednesday in a cup game, 
and Marcus Jr. start. I feel pretty confident he won't start on the weekend. Or vice versa. If I see Hatanaka start the cup game, I'm like, all right, he's not going to play. So I think that it is a issue if you start because once you build you like are kind of connected to those lineups and it's you don't really rebuild right like you just like make some changes and it's kind of a pain so i'd rather just have all the information before i do it so i build lineups on thursday and monday every week every week i for the entirety of my time on sower i've built lineups on those days is that pretty much when you build and do you do anything differently i definitely do it earlier than that mostly because my gallery is not as deep so I don't want to start making lineups Thursday night and then being like, oh, I actually need like another forward or I need a champion America defender for this game week. And I don't want to do that Thursday night because certainly with this new deadline, like I'm not, I can't wait until the close to the deadline to make moves. Like I need, I sleep. And so it's like, I need to get things done. And by the time I'm doing lineups on Thursday night, like most of Europe is asleep. And so there's just not an easy way to get a deal done unless I just snap eye off the market, which even at a good price, I'm, I just refuse to do, uh, at least for rares and, and super rares. But I find what I do is I'll make like preliminary lineups in the lineup builder. And then I actually go to the, the like saved lineup page. And so I can see them all together. And that's where I'm just like, should I move this guy here? This guy here? Like I tend to just tinker more, mm-hmm. but the doing that more than one game week ahead is like, I just can't do it. And like, I understand why you do it to just be like, Oh, do I need, do I need anything in this time frame? And that's basically why I started doing it last night. I was like, let me do go a few game weeks. And then it's like, Oh, that's right. Like the K league, you know, maybe there's like a cup weekend that I just didn't know about or the, or J league is still off or whatever it is. And it's like, Oh, I thought I had all these players and the tricky thing with League's Cup is once they get out, like we don't know who's getting out of the groups. And so some teams are going to have, like there are weekends or g- upcoming game weeks where there will be MLS teams playing and League MX, but like we don't know who they are yet. And so I'm going ahead and I have plenty of these cards, but it's like they're not showing up because I don't know if they're going to play. And that's mm-hmm. when I gave up because I was like, everything changes. Like if my best card, like if Julian Quinones has like the nut matchup and that's where I want in my best lineup, but he's not in the lineup builder. Cause as of right now, he doesn't have a game. Then I, it just not, it doesn't help me at all to make the lineups because I, I just don't know. Um, but going like further in the future. So how many players have you bought over the last like two months for the upcoming European season? Uh, quite a few. And, I don't know how many, but like quite a few. So me too, obviously with Midgeland, like went all in, but like when you go through that process, it's like you, there's always transfer possibilities and they particularly are awful this year because of Saudi Arabia, but like, what's the, how do you kind of like reduce the risk on the players that you're looking to buy that you're not going to play for two or three months? Yeah, it's it's difficult. First, I'll go through a couple of questions we had. Uh, so Bounty asks, how do uh, does my effort on lineups change based on scarcities? So by the time I get to limiteds, I typically want to just like fall asleep. And limiteds get very little like effort from me. I'm pretty much just like, all right, these are the best plays. Do, 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 done. Whereas like 
rare pros, D1s, D2s, yeah, yeah. Like I will spend a lot more time looking at all that stuff. Um, and then Pico says that he is still waiting for a PSU fans lineup builder stream. Uh, I will, I'm open to doing one. Laird has always said no to it um, because he does not want to be there for it. That's yes. So that's what I said, yeah. but I am open to doing it and I would likely do it in the spring. So like in the spring, I'm willing to do it because I don't want to do it on like, I can't do stuff on a game week like today or Friday or this week. Cause I'm basically like, I have no idea who's going to play in these games. I'm just guessing the best, most likely people to play, but it's not great. Whereas like, if I do this in like January or February, I can take more time. Uh, and yeah, I get really busy in the fall. So like me doing anything in the fall that takes a substantial amount of time, I'm just not going to do. Um, so back to the, the discussion. Then people are asking about the Mbappe situation. I Like, look, you can't do anything about Mbappe right now. Like if he's going to go, he's going to go. Like they're offering him a lot of money. If I was being offered that, I would be in Saudi Arabia right now. Um, so like I... I don't think you can really do anything. Like, I wonder, I haven't even checked his price. The thing is, is like, if he doesn't play this year, you, I would buy an Mbappe. Like, if he ends up tanking in price, I would probably buy another one or two because he's only going to be there for a limited time. Um, but it goes back to the discussion that Larry was talking about. Is like, how do you handle rumors and how do you handle the risk on rumors? So the earlier you are in a card, the more effective reward you'll get like you're early on a card and then things come correctly for you you're likely to reap the benefit of being early more than than anything else however sure. you risk something falling through that is just not gonna gonna happen and you're gonna get burned on it so i will use an example of someone that i bought that fits into this mold and it has a good storyline of like what i could have done what i could have got it and uh where it went after i bought it so uh, Angelino was rumored to Galatasaray. And I'm very familiar with Angelino from my DFS days. I know that he fits the mold of someone who in theory could be really, really good mm -hmm. uh, for the platform. So there had not really been rumors, but like some trickle of rumors like a month, a month and a half ago. And there was a Angelino Super that sold for 0.3 ETH. So if I really wanted to jump in at that time, I could have bought an Angelino Super for 0.3 ETH. If I waited, which I did, uh, about two, two and a half weeks ago, it was like pretty apparent that Angelino was going to sign. Like it was a lot more clear cut that he was going to sign at that time. And I paid 0.57 ETH uh, that day for it. Again, like I think he has the potential to yeah so mike bath said everyone was rumored to the turkey club galatasaray besquitas and fenerbahce true so like you have to wade through the rumors and try to decipher what is the most logical option for this guy so like, when i looked at, at the galatasaray rumors they were pretty legit the sources were good the fit was good they didn't really have a left back at all he would fit them pretty well if he plays he should in theory be very very good because they are a dominant side that will have a lot of the ball, and he is someone that is very attacking. So, like, he kind of fits, like, the Grimaldo build on a team that is now incredibly attacking. So, like, I'm able to, like, partially remove a lot of his game logs to some extent. Like, he played at Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim is not Bayern Munich. They are not dominating the Bundesliga. 
So I'm like, all right, I don't really care that much what his stats are. But like, if you look, you can still see some upside games from him with Hoffenheim, typically against the worst teams in the league. He was very good against Schalke, very good against Werder Bremen. Uh, he had some games where he was really good against teams. But what I looked more about is I looked more about his games at Leipzig. And if you look at his Leipzig games and you remove his DNPs and his subs, you get a guy that was like a 55 average player with some big, big high-end spikes. Now, you factor in that Leipzig is nowhere near as good or as dominant as what Galatasaray will be. So I'm like, in theory, I think I'm getting a player that is probably better than this player that was at Leipzig. So I'm like, all right, I really like this player. Once the rumors were very solidified, I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy this guy. So anyways, I bought Angelino. Then if you look, once it was actually official, Angelino, three days after I bought, so uh, so were Mexico, our buddy, paid 0.75 for him. Then Haber paid 0.8 for him. Now, I don't really think you could get one for under 0.8.9. So if I took the risk early, I would have paid 0.3. If I took the middle risk once things were a lot more clear and, 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 and solidified in my mind, you pay like 0.55. If you wait till everything's concrete and locked in, you pay 0.9. That's sort of the risk levels and the reward levels that you're taking. And that I think is a good representation of like what you're doing um, as well. So Chani is talking about Haber pumping my bags. Haber was just sitting there like floundering around, just begging some people to buy that card for like two days and finally was able to make it work. But so I think for me personally, I like to take a little bit of risk, but I like to have the risk sort of like sorted a lot more before I buy a card. Um, I'm not going to buy a card on early rumors. Typically, I want to more solidify the rumors. So like another example of me taking a risk. I bought Atabalu Super Rare from Freiburg. Probably paid the equivalent of like point. 2.5 for him was the deal effectively it was like I paid 2.5 for him at that time his rumors to Anderlecht had just concluded and Freiburg had just signed him to a longer term deal so I felt pretty good he's going to be the Freiburg keeper and have a shot and I think if he ends up being locked in good and solid for them which I think he has a chance of being decent uh he probably goes for like three and a half four and like I just can't get these super U23 goalies so I was like I'm going to take a little bit of a risk here but that's kind of where my risk preference is on on players and how I approach it. I think there's a lot more reward that could be had if I took a little more risk. I think there's a lot more detrimental side effects if I took that risk as well. Um, so I try to take some risk to, to reduce the price I get to some extent. But I think you have to take some risk. Otherwise, you're just paying everyone at their, their max value and it's just not as good. So what is your sort of viewpoint on it? I wasn't even really thinking of buying into transfers like that like the i feel like there are just a lot of people who bought cards maybe even after transfers but uh, that's probably not where i'm going with that but like you start in like may june end of the season off season you're like all right i'm gonna focus on like this team and you start like buying cards from from a certain team or you know goalie defender stacks and it's just like the there are some guys that you look like that are like yeah they're locked in like no problem and then all of a sudden they like they start to move but it's more just you're also potentially buying cards of 
players that are that your cards that you're not going to use for two three months and so it's like how that's not so much risk as it is i mean there is risk in that as more just like lack of utility for three months and so like how far ahead you you think on that alex wilson brought up said i'm surprised nobody went all in on theo sander to copenhagen and that's because he's absolutely not going to start so i actually tried to get a theo sander super rare but it wasn't really possible at a price point that I was willing to take the gamble at. Yeah. He's but I did try. That's why. Yeah. I think people aren't willing to pay what, like if you have him, you obviously do not give him away. Yeah. And, but you're also like, you're not going to overpay for a guy who is very young, but also isn't going to play Correct. now. So yes. That's why you don't, that's why nobody went all in on Theo Sander. Yes. Shout out to the uh, So Rare Scandinavia Discord for teaching me that he would not be playing at all there this you go. season. So Ben Johnson just tweeted us out about planning ahead. And oh, yeah. I meant to bring that. I meant to pull that up on the Yeah. Screen. And I think it's a good representation of like what some of the impacts are. So, like, for example, Ben has broken down like all the teams that are playing, when they're playing, what game weeks they're playing, um, their qualifying rounds and stuff. So, here's the issue, right? Is that like, if you plan for Dynamo's to grab for those, because you want them for those midweeks with the qualifying rounds, and then all of a sudden they're not covered. Well, then you just did a lot of this preparation and got burnt to some extent by them not being covered. And that's where there's some issues and impacts that can um, occur with things. So this is tremendous work, work, by the way. Ben. Very good work. Great work. Great work. <laughs> and, and look, the, nothing like this can hurt you that much because at least you have the info that you want to have, right? Like he now has this info that he can look at and, and plan things around this. So for me, I guess my moves and my like planning ahead is typically more on a, a wide pitcher, right? Um, we've talked about guys that I've sort of added. I'm going to pull up my, you want to pull up my transactions? Um, and we'll go through and look at transactions I've made recently. And we'll go, so actually I did. I planned ahead last night, Laird. So I have some pretty good U23 lines for this midweek, and I don't think there's many um, options that people are going to have. I had zero defenders, not one. So I was looking at the defenders, and it was like, there's very few that are decent options that are likely to play in this midweek, period. Like, period. Like, De Kuyper is, is a decent option, and that's pretty much it. So Who was the one you said? U23. Oh, De Kuyper. De Kuyper. Yeah, De Kuyper is a good one. But I was like, I don't, I don't, I, if I'm buying for a week, I typically am not going to pay like a boatload uh, unless it's someone that I'm more likely to play. But yeah, so like if you look at this and I'm not even sure what uh, the percent chance of Jalen Neal is to start right now, but like, let's look at the defenders here and let's, let's see what, uh, what options we have. But um, can we sort of buy L15 here, Laird? It's ugly. So like, as you see here, there aren't many options that are going to start. Like, yeah. Because, like, once you get past, like, the Kuiper, nobody's that good, right? Everyone's pretty weak or everyone's pretty expensive. So, anyways, I looked yesterday and Jalen Neal had two rares at .037. And I was like, th that was it. There was only two rares listed. It was .037. I was like, I'm just going to buy these two because he's a 19-year-old defender that has had pretty damn good rumors in general. And his pricing has pretty much been going for that anyways. So, I was just like, I'm going to buy him and then just – be fine like look his pricing for has been around there anyways so buying him at that i'm not going to take a loss on this really at all 
So sure. I was just like, I'm going to buy the two of them. So I bought the two of them last night. Um, probably pay them. If I don't, we'll see. But like, I would not be blown away if someone paid double what I paid last night today for, for him, if it happens. Because like, you look here, right? Like, the only ones that I'm super duper confident in are like the top couple. And even like the top couple, you have Montez and Mosquera. Are they going to play? I don't know. They might not play. The Kuiper will play. The Kuiper is definitely the best, but the Kuiper is like 10x the price. So like if I'm going to get to Kuiper, I'm going to pay 10x the price. I don't know if I would necessarily want to do that. Um, so anyways, that was my planning from yesterday. So anyways, let's go back to the more. So guys that I've bought recently, um, I bought Jay Gorder because uh, it's rumored heavily that Rooley's going to leave and people were flocking to to pass fear for a day. And I just think Gorder's a much better purchase. Um, I sold Bukuma. Bukuma is gone at, from AZ. So I'm just not, um, not as worried about him. So we'll keep scrolling here. We'll get to, uh, to the big heavy hitters. I'm sure at some point. Um, so Moose Lair. So my plan was to build a Galatasaray side and I bought, uh, Moose Lara and Bardaki to go along with my Angelina Super. I also bought a Cardi and then I have Afterglue. So my plan is now I have a rare pro Galatasaray lineup that I can easily split into a like Angelino and Moose Lara and also rare pro if I want. Um, I bought Mikel Lotto because uh, Jan's Odegaard got hurt. Lotto's probably the most likely person to start at right wing uh, in that scenario. And he's looked pretty good as well. Um, and those were a couple moves I made. All right, let's keep going down. Uh, Hold on. Do you, have any concern, do you have any concern of how many people are building Galatasaray stacks? Yeah, I don't love how many people are building Galatasaray stacks. Uh, but I'm also, I also recognize that I think they could be really good. And if they're really good, I don't really care. If, if you give me the stack and they're the best team out there, um, then cool, I'm in. Uh, XMK Productions brings up Poku will start. I'll believe Poku starts when I see it. Um, I think Lotto is more likely to play right wing than Poku, but who knows? But again, like Lotto is 0.059. If, I, if I'm wrong on him and he doesn't play all year, it doesn't really hurt. It's, it's a small purchase that isn't a big deal. So uh, the, the big one, Adebalu and Bruno Fernandez. So I have to... I have a major U23 super uh, goalie problem for Europe where my list of players that are going to be options is zero. I had none. I had zero. So I had to buy U23 super starting goalie to play division two U23. And so I was like, I'm, I kept looking and I looked at all the options. I tried to get a Vandevoort. I failed. I tried to get Chevalier. I failed. I looked at Verbrugge and I wasn't comfortable with that due to room potential or movement potentials, which obviously came through. Uh, not going to pay for Diego Costa. That's something that isn't going to happen. Um, Robert Kramer says Zaha would be amazing to the Galatasaray stack. I have offers out on Zaha. I'm not as worried about him because I have a Cardi coming in. Um, so like that was my reason for bringing in Atabalu. Like I had a major hole there. I'm willing to take a bit of a risk on him because I know I probably have to buy another one anyways. But I also know that most of my elite level U23 options are in the Belgian league and the Dutch league. Those are like my best U23 options. So I really am going to look at getting a U23 super goalie in Belgium or the Netherlands for that. Then you got Bruno. I, I kept looking at my lineups and I'm running out like Mbappe, Neymar, Kimmich, Mignon, all these high-end guys. 
And then I'm running out Superer Pavel Frankowski. And I'm just like, that is not good because that lineup is always very, very good and very, very prioritized. And the alternatives that were there were like Malinkovich Savage, he's now dead. Um, Brozovich, he's now dead. Uh, Grifo, Grifo's okay sometimes, but like it's flimsy. So I'm looking at, I'm just like, I really need a marquee level card and a mid frees me up a lot more than a forward or other options. So that's where the Bruno came from. So like, these are some of the thought processes that I've had more than usual. Like if you look at the Jalen Neal signing, I probably make like one short-term type signing every three months. Like I just don't do that often. Um, and most of my planning is more long-term on a full level where it's like, this guy is someone that will help me frequently. And that's where I, I do something. So how did you get into a Midland stack and, and stacking things like that? And like, what was your plans going into this season? I mean, just sometimes we do dumb things, Sean. And no, I'm just like, uh, I've talked about it before, but like, basically I was just looking for a challenger stack and Coincidentally, like I have had Muslera for a while and I was actually going to get a Bardaki and then like everyone started piling into Galatasaray and now I'm ready to get out. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. But it was just like I wanted to find a challenger stack that I think not a lot of people would play. And like we saw that at the beginning of last season with uh, 20 that there were people who built those stacks and cleaned up and not that many people like... We saw plenty of like understall proper combos, but like the full stacks didn't really come about until they actually started playing well. And so I was just like, who could be good that I think would look ahead. And the, the pros and cons of building a stack and then like a subsequent collection is I basically bought everyone. And I know that a lot of people were going to leave because like, that's just, Midgeland is not like a club where people stay forever. And so it was kind of this weird thing where it was almost like I, not, not fully this, but it almost felt like I couldn't be wrong with who I bought because anyone I bought would just end up helping the collection score, which is like a genius thing for so rare to make me feel like I'm buying, like when I bought Isaacson, it's like, I know he's probably leaving, but the card also like helps my collection score. And so I was like willing to like take the risk on him leaving because even if he leaves and there've been like so many places he's been linked to and like, he's clearly leaving even though he's playing for them now, but it's like, I'm going to get like a decent bonus on him because of the other cards that I bought. And if somebody who's there benefits from him leaving, then like that card gets better. And it was almost like there was some inherent safety in buying an entire team because anyone I bought like helps the other cards out. And I don't know, we'll see what happens with that. But it was kind of a weird thing where it was like buying one player actually made less sense than buying 15 of them or however many I have. And not to say, I mean, some of them are literally just worthless. Like three of them, I think are now playing in the second division in Portugal, which not scored yet, but we'll get there. Uh, but it's just things like that, that, um, that is weird to like think about. And then they come out with this fitness bonus that is twice the top level of the collection bonus. And now it's like, Oh, maybe not that I, not that you can like prepare ahead of time for that. Is there any 
Like we all know, I mean, we don't all know, but we, we're now learning that whenever they make like changes to the gameplay, they tend to do it in the summer, like ahead of the European seasons, which is totally understandable. Was there any, did like when you are looking ahead, like I need another champion Europe super rare midfield, whatever it is. Is there any thought like maybe the rules change and I shouldn't do this? No, but I've been I've been pretty adamant that I don't see them changing or getting rid of Rare Pro, but that's I, I know they could, but I I also have we've discussed it, right? And the idea behind buying guys for Rare Pro, there's always somewhere for them to go, right? And if if they get rid of all-star rare pro, then they all of a sudden you have you move supers into division two or division one, and that card is is very good there too and it works very well there so no not really any of my um plans have been worried about that i would say but like for example like i bought the juni jamori unique last week because it fits my merino stack but with them adding the you only have one superer in division one like that card was even more important to me after i bought it uh because of that uh because now i have a four-man Marino stack that is most likely fine every game week. And then I just can run Elber Super if I want to. But if I didn't have the Ichimori unique, I would not be able to do that. I would either not be able to run Ichimori or I would not be able to run um, Elber. Elber. But whenever they change it, we still don't know when they're going to actually like upgrade that and, and update that. So uh, it's it's definitely interesting that it could happen. But like, yeah, we now have like the collection bonuses the fitness bonuses i think the fitness bonus is going to be more impactful than the collection bonus is, is that what you think or what do you think is more impactful i mean it's bigger so like i think yeah. what i'm really struggling with with the collection with the, excuse me with the fitness bonus is it's like they have to make it detrimental enough where you're really making a decision like do i actually play this card because the fitness level is only like whatever it is. And yet, I don't feel like most people play the game looking at at bonus percentages. Like, I, I just don't. Like, I think NEP makes up for all of us not caring about bonuses. And not to say that they're not important. And we all know that, like, you want the most bonus possible. But it's like, if you have a whatever card you have, you have a Bruno, you have a Kimmich, you have like an elite level card and you slowly, like you're using it all the time and you see that your fitness level is like going down and down. And I just, I actually don't think people will sit their cards, even if it's at zero. Yeah. And not to say that's bad, but it's one of these weird things that we're like, wow, 10% is huge. But like, if we had... Like if you had a, a card with 10% XP and something happened and they were like, Hey, that only has 8% this week. You'd be like, all right, I'm still playing it. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't impact it. Well, that's why. Right. So here's, here's why I think the, so collection bonus, right? We've talked about it before. I have 2% or 3% on so many cards, right? Like you just, you just get to two to 3% pretty easily. So like I have a FC Dallas 2020-21 collection where I have 2%. I don't even know who I have. Like, I don't even, I, I know it's like, I have Jesus and I literally, like, I'm going to click on because I don't know who I, mean, I, have. I I can't even think of who else. Jimmy Maurer, that makes sense. I have a Bresson. I have a Ryan Hollingshead. And I have a Michael Berrios. I didn't even know I had a Michael Berrios. 
So like I'm getting 2% without even knowing that I had this, right? This is you getting to five. Like the only way you're getting to five is if you have a full team stack. If you have a full team stack and the team rips off, like everyone just rips off hundreds, I'm not going to win anyways because you're going to have massive scores. Like it's probably going to be a point where it just doesn't matter. But fitness bonus, if you have guys that are tired, it's a situation where like, are these guys going to lose 10%? Because if I have Kimmich and Kimmich's in my most important life every week and he has 10% compared to zero, that's very impactful. Right. So it's definitely situations where you're going to have to look at it. And like the fitness bonus, I think, will be able to be moved. But like, again, we don't even know how the fitness bonus is going to work. Are you going to be able to put every single player in your gallery in the fitness level that isn't playing in a game week? Or are you going to be limited to like five players where you can only put like five players in the, the training so that they get back to being fresh? But if you have a Kimmich at, at 10% versus mine at zero, it's a big difference. If you have your Kimmich at 5%, mine's at 3 because of flexion bonus, that's not that big of an issue, right? So I think that the fitness bonus could be a more um, heavy option. Uh, Mike Bassin said they are not effing tired. They're digital cards, FFS. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's, <laughs> that's such a great line. <laughs> yeah. um, the good place said that we know Sean... By the way, I was going to read that out completely. Huh? I was going to read that out completely. Oh, was, well, I mean, Laird, I'm trying to, to be respectful. I th thank of, you. No, no, no. Thank you. Of you. Appreciate uh, the that. good place said that we know Sean is going to just buy fitness boosts all the time. I'm actually probably the last person that would be buying fitness boosts all the time. Not the last, but like, I think there's a lot of other people who are way more likely to buy the fitness boost than me, like, like Nepenthes. Nepenthes is way more <laughs> likely to buy the fitness boost than I am. Um, I just don't really care that much about the boost. I'm just going to assume that if my lineup is good enough, I'm going to win regardless. So, and that's sort of the, where I was going with it. Uh, if you have a card that is now, you know, has a 21% bonus and then you look and you're like, oh, I only get 18 this week. Like you're still playing the card. Like it's, yeah. it's really, I don't know. It, it's, I get it, but I'm just wondering how many people are actually going to choose to not play a card yeah. because they lose three percent and it's yeah. not even like i can't fathom you lose three percent in one game week whatever it is like I, I don't i don't know it just seems yeah. like they're they're choosing to mess with the leaderboard for no reason i just think that it's a, a situation where like i'm gonna I, I will tell you where I'll, i will use it and i think you're gonna agree with this the spot where i might use a fitness boost is if i look at a game week and i'm like all right i got carlos gill super at home against DC United. I got Lionel Messi at home against Portland. I have Kimmich at home against the worst team in the Bundesliga. And these guys have like low fitness. I'm just like, this lineup is like God level lineup if everyone starts. And I just, it matters more today. I'm never going to, I'm never going to buy a fitness boost for like a division four lineup or a division five lineup. Um, or really even Division One line most of the time, I would assume, because it's just like, I'm either going to win or not, most likely in Division One. Like, it might might be impactful. Like, percentages might might come to play, but most likely they they won't. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, guys, here's the thing that I've talked about, and I said, like, last night. People are, like, up in arms, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm never going to be able to sit my Kimmich. Kimmich doesn't play 90 games in 
in 90 game weeks. Like the dude's going to play like 50 games in, in 90 game weeks and you're going to be able to sit him times and get his, his fitness back up. So like, I don't think it's going to be that big of an impact. I think that there's going to be guys that like, you're going to get times to rest these guys and it's going to matter. Uh, but I want to bring up this comment from Chani. He said, if it's so insignificant and you'll play the card nonetheless, then why even have it implemented? So I don't think it's insignificant because you see people who are absolutely grinding their faces off to get an extra 1% on their cards. And they fully believe that it will matter when it's the most important. When you are a half a point away from a podium and you're like, man, if I had just gotten my collection score up, I would have been second or I would have been first. And like, that's when it matters. And so it's one of those things, I, I kind of equate it to goalies that they don't matter, but they're also the most important. That goalies don't matter, and so you pick, take whoever you want, but also their scores are basically determine how well you do. Like if your goalie does really poorly, you're probably not winning a great reward. And I realize that applies to like all the other positions. So like it matters a huge deal, but I also don't think it like changes our gameplay that much. But I could be wrong. Hopefully yeah, we get more, more info from Dan on tomorrow's stream. I don't think it's going to... I just, yeah, I think it's going to be minimal movements on things and it's just not going to be that drastic. Um, but it's hard to know for sure. Right. Like I just, we don't know exactly what it is. So it's hard to, to fully, to fully discuss. Like Adri asked a bit ago, it's like with the long format coming in uh, to global all-star, should people focus on that next season, even if champion Europe heavy? I don't know yet. I, I you really can't make a move or know the proper strategical decisions that you should be making until we know the details. And we just don't know right now. So somewhat planning ahead, and this is to go back to something that someone brought up earlier. Sean, if Kylian Mbappe goes to Saudi Arabia, is champion Europe still the best division to play? Yeah. The, I mean, the reward you win there is still better than anywhere else. Like, But are they, but are they so much better when he is no longer at the top? Prob probably yes, because you still get the best players. But no, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, you could move elsewhere. Um, like, all of a sudden, the best card on the, the the card that everybody wants to win on the platform can't yeah. be won anymore. And so, what becomes the best card? Oh, it's Messi. Oh no, no, he's not there either. Yeah. So who's? I mean, it's 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 Holland or Kimmich. Like, those are like the best cards. So, but like. There's still better cards than you're getting in gas. Like you're, you're still getting. Mm -hmm. You can win those cards there. You can, but I'm saying like they're less dumpy cards that are there yeah. compared to. So yes, it's better, but it's not like oh my god, it's better type of, of level better. Um, it's just a a situation like we gotta wait and see. I just we don't know how this. They could totally like this training thing or this cardio fitness thing is, well, David Alves says his name are, uh, the best player in fan in champ Europe right now is Neymar, period. If Mbappe stays, it's Neymar. Um, and let, until Neymar gets injured, which is obviously very likely. But Neymar is the best player from a pure perspective of scoring points, in my opinion, in champ Europe. Um, but they could make it like where you like lose a percentage every game week your guy plays until he rests. And then when he rests, he gets back up to full fitness. If they do that, like there's such a little impact on things that like you're gonna be able to find situations to do it. What if what if it's that you have to sit him in a game that they they have a game? Yeah, but that just seems dumb because people 
I mean, the whole thing seems. But that's the but like the point of it, like the entire point, is to make you consider sitting a card when like when you would normally play it. Yeah, I mean, again, it would just be really dumb because guys gain fitness in the season by like not having a game week and not playing so like i mean you could be right i mean again it was stupid probably stupid that they added it period so like what's to say they won't add another piece of the puzzle that's also stupid so that's fair i mean i i can't argue with your opinion there clement you said that it's somewhat confirmed it's not that what is what was confirmed it'd be stupid to not recover full fitness between seasons yeah it would be stupid i wasn't talking about seasons yeah, it would be stupid not to be able to gain fitness back in between games. Oh, he meant like that you have to miss a game. I got you. I yeah. got you. Like got you. all of that is stupid. Mike Baston said Neymar's uh, to be injured early December until the new year and again February until March. It's basically the Austrian schedule, to be honest. Yeah. Or Russian. So yeah. I think it's fine. Yes. Um, um, Chani just said, do players lose fitness in academy as well? I assume only putting them into the physio uh, section recovers fitness. I would agree. I would assume they lose. I would assume they lose it in, in the. Are they going to have the academy anyways after this? Yeah, I don't, know. Well, I don't know. Dan, hopefully Dan will shed some light tomorrow. If anybody's curious, we're having here's, Dan on sorted on tomorrow. Here's my main issue with the addition of this. I actually like look the collection stuff. Still stupid as shit to me. I don't care about it like at all. Like, have I done? I don't think I've done anything from a collection standpoint. Have I, Laird? Like intentionally, where I like went and bought a card for a collection. Like, I don't think I have. I don't know. Yeah. I assume not. Yeah, I, I don't think I've I can't track all of your. Like, I, I bought cards that are like I was going to buy anyways, and maybe I'll look at the collection in that situation. But like, I haven't actually gone out and bought guys for a collection bonus. Um, but like, I'm fine with that. I think that it makes some sense to like incentivize people to collect and and treat that as as a bit more thing. But um. Uh, Z, I'm sorry. Asked if they go shopping in Publix, so they lose fitness. They should. That's got to be exhausting. Grocery. I, I think that's where you gain fitness. That's where you I get spent, all your stuff. I spent like an hour and twenty minutes in the grocery store yesterday, Laird. I was ready for a nap. But grant, I'm ready for a nap frequently. So that's I was gonna say, like, I believe that with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's not like out of the question. I'm ready for a nap regardless. But um, the issue is like the addition of this fitness thing is it's like we're adding this thing that absolutely nobody wanted or cares about. And but I understand they're doing it because they're trying to. I will say people, there are plenty of things they do that nobody asks for and true. nobody wants. Yes. Who, like, who asked for the uh, commission? Anybody? Well, that was a given. This is like, I, I will, I will say I've found it funny. I've seen people be like, they aren't adding this to add a revenue stream. And I'm like, really? Cause I am pretty sure that's the only reason they're adding this for the long term. Um, but like, yeah, it's just it's just a big ad of something that like nobody cares about, nobody wants, and it's just going to be a nuisance. Like now, every week I'm going to be like, what? I disagree. You don't think it's going to be a nuisance? I don't think. I think you will never even think about it. That's not true. I'll think about it. You'll look it and you'll be like, yeah, well, that's your yeah, that's your level of thinking about it. You're no, but I'll be like, this is stupid. And then you'll put the player in your lineup and you will go along your... That, that has nothing to do with it being stupid or not. Like, I'm going to play the best play regardless. Mm-hmm. If the best play is a guy that has 0% fitness, I'm going to play him. That's what I mean. But but that's not... There's a difference between me doing what is the most optimal thing or me thinking that it's stupid and not giving a shit about it. 
No, I think what you described is exactly the same. Well, hey, Chani just said he'd rather pay an additional 2% fee on the market than have to buy physio packs constantly. Now you're going to be able to do both, Chani. You're going to be able to pay that 2% to get your physio packs. So you can just pretend like it didn't exist anyways, and you're just paying 2% more, Chani. I think we're all getting very fired up for something we don't know about yet. Well, that's what, there was a lot of, there's been a lot of uh, people shaking their fists and being yeah. mad about stuff. The pitchforks are out. Yeah. We don't even know how impactful it's going to be. Like they have two options with this, right? They have an option where it's pretty impactful and you're going to have to consider it. They're going to have an option where it's like, does not matter at all. Then they're going to have the option where like you have to actually think about it every week. And like, cause if you get like five or 10 guys that you can run in your physio section, you're going to have to actually think about it every game. And cause I, and I, I disagree with your opinion on that. I won't care if they give us like 10 guys and you're like, it's like you have 10 guys to run in your fitness lineups. I'm going to think about those 10 guys I'm running in my fitness lineups every week because I have no op option, but not to think about that. I think that's okay. Yeah, it's annoying. I think more gameplay decisions is okay. I think most people don't have as many cards as you, and so the, sure. the time spent on those decisions is not nearly as long. Yeah, but that's those people still probably don't want to spend time being like, should I put my whoever in this physio or should I put my other guy in this physio? And like it's just it's just annoying. No, I think that's exactly what the game is that we're playing. No, the game is what we're playing is the best players in real life translate to fantasy, not fucking adding penis cream to players not anymore like now we're adding penis cream hemorrhoid cream taking naps we're gonna be like nap time for the players it's gonna be like a nursery out here we're sitting there adding like diaper rashes like nap times bedtimes feeding times gotta make sure that like you do all this stuff and i don't know it's just we'll see i, I look i again i'm gonna hold I think it's dumb. I think it's likely not going to be enjoyable for the majority of people. However, I don't know the full details yet. So I'm keeping, I'm going to wait and see what the details are. Like it may be dumber than I think it is, right? Like maybe more stupid than I'm giving credit for. It may not be as bad. It may be pretty simple and, and just not like, it could be like all your guys that aren't playing automatically go on the train. Then I don't have to do any thought process uh, weekly. Yeah, Little Lettuce just said, Sims 4, so rare edition. Very, very valid. That's like what we're turning into. But we'll see. I I, I have uh, I have what my preliminary thoughts are based on what we're seeing. And we'll see what they do with it because it's, it's very open-ended. Like they've literally done, they've said nothing to it. Like we know nothing about this other than mm -hmm. they're adding a 10% fitness bonus and you have to rest players to get them back up to it. That's all we know. Yep. So we'll figure out what it is when they announce it. And maybe we'll get some more details from Dan tomorrow. Uh, as a reminder, Dan's sitting down with me and Maxine tomorrow at, it's 8 a.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central European time. I assume that's a C. Now I'm curious. C-E-T, anyone? Anyone? Uh, 1 p.m. in the UK. So we have, people have been sending in questions. There's a tweet on the server data account looking for questions, if anybody has some, you can also just put them in the live chat and we'll see if we can get to all of them. I will say that I went through them all and there are a ton. Like, I already know we're not gonna get all of the questions. So I'm hoping that we can organize them in a way that answers everyone's questions. I don't know how much Dan is going to be able to tell us because I feel like if he could tell us, they would have just told all of us in the announcement, but maybe we'll, uh, 
will encourage some changes or something. Um, so yeah, as Alex says, Forza Midgeland, hopefully this midweek, Forza Opta covering Midgeland as well. Um, so yeah, thanks for everyone for joining us. Uh, like I said, tomorrow office hours with Dan, Wednesday limited time only, Thursday, Sir Andrews, Friday off topic. And uh, yeah, so thanks everyone and good luck this midweek.